This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Wow, wow, wow. It's prayer and fasting time. Some of you are excited about that. Going to shed a few pounds. Well, that's not what fasting is all about, but that is a by uh, a side benefit. You know, fasting is about less of you, and if you do it right, there will be less of you. <laughs> that, that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's some funny stuff right there. <laughs> hey, uh, Nick just, just mentioned it, and again, I want to look into these cameras and welcome everybody. Man, what a great crowd. Great crowds everywhere at all of our locations all day long. Uh, people getting, you know, get, getting on the right the right foot and starting out the year right. And we're just so grateful that you're here uh, in church. I believe I have some instruction. I believe I have a word from God for you that's going to be a huge, huge blessing. But as Nick was saying, uh, today we're initiating uh, three days of prayer and fasting. Some years we'll do a 21 day for those that are thinking, well, three days. We've done 21 days before. So, so this is this pretty lightweight. We can do this, I feel. And you're going to know why we're doing specifically three days. But what we're asking is the next three days is for you to just, uh, just kind of set some things aside and just, uh, put God first and go after God and pray. And, uh, see, fasting, what, let me, let me just help you to understand what fasting is all about for those that don't understand what fasting is. Fasting, the word, the Greek and the, 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 the Hebrew word in the Bible means to close your mouth, actually, or the restriction of food. Uh, didn't get an amen on that at all. It's like, you're messing with my food. Uh, we don't start till tomorrow, so it's all okay, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. But I believe by the time we get done, you're going to want to do what we're talking about. And so fasting has to do with restricting your diet. There's all kinds of ways to fast. You could do what is called the Daniel fast, you know, just, just uh, the Bible says no pleasant foods. So uh, you, can, you can just restrict those things that you really, you really like. Uh, you, you might think of fasting as a, what's that first thing that comes to mind when I begin to talk about fasting? That's probably the, an indicator of the thing you need to stay away from. That Krispy Kreme, that, 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 that New York steak, that, that whatever you're thinking about, that, that'd be a good thing just to set aside. Now, here's what fasting is all about. Hear it at all campuses. You got to hear this. Fasting is all about getting hungry. Yeah, that's what it is. Because I, I always, I always laugh. People go, you know, I tried that fasting thing, but I got hungry. Duh! That's what it's all about. And 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 you're you're gonna think you're gonna die, but but you're not gonna die. I promise you, you won't die. Now I understand people got medical issues and all that. You need to check with your doctors and stuff. But you can do some form of limitation. And, and, and this is a, a, a spiritual discipline that the church needs to be awakened to. We've launched our church, started our church the last 25 years this way. We are where we're at. My life is where it's at because of these spiritual tools that God has given to the church. So you know nothing about it. It's just about you setting si- aside certain foods and, and, and getting hungry. In fact, you know fasting is working when you get hungry. And what you do is you then take that hunger... And you go Godward. So fasting is two different aspects. The first aspect is you're going to get mean and ugly and hungry. And then the second aspect of fasting is you take that hunger Godward. In other words, it kind of looks like this. God is hungry as I am for this Big Mac. I'm more hungry for you. Now, if you're not interested in changing a year and you just want to keep doing what you're doing and having what you're having, it's called insanity. 
You keep doing that. But, but you can enter into a, a place of prayer and fasting that says, God, as hungry as I am for that whopper, God, I'm more serious about seeking and going after, and I'm more hungry for you. God, my whopper can't fix my problem. That's my problem last year. But God, you can fix my problem. And that's what we're going to do. Got four hand claps. Got a golf clap over here in clubs. I'm here to tell you, this is, a, this is what we need to do. So for the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to redirect that hunger, and we're going to go Godward, and God's going to do for you things that your Whopper and your Big Mac and your Krispy Kremes could never even think about doing. Hello? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how going hungry would fix my problems. I just don't understand that. Listen, the Bible doesn't never ask you to understand anything God tells you to do. He just says to do it. Come on. And if you'll do it, amazing things will, will happen. Uh, happy new year. <laughs> Anybody excited about this new year? Huh? Anybody believing God for great things this new year? Anybody expecting God to do great things this new year? So, so here's the real question. Is anybody making any adjustments so that God can do some new things in your life this year? You see, if you have, all you have to do is do the same thing you did last year to get the same results you've always had. Just be the same person and you'll have the same kind of the year, we, we've all heard it. Insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Um, I, I know it's kind of sobering, but, but I think there's, I think we just got to face truth and reality. Uh, 2018 will be just like 2017 if, if you don't change some things. Um, it's, it's not the changing of the calendar and it's not the dropping of the ball in New York. Uh, that's going to give you a better life. It's, 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 it's allowing God to change some things in your life that will bring you into a better year of life. Uh, if you'll get better, then the year will get better. Uh, so, so I think my encouragement, let's, let's grow in some things this year. Let's, let's, uh, let's learn some things uh, this year. Um, uh, you already know what you know, <laughs> and it's gotten you this far. You know, I have guys tell me all the time, man, I want a better marriage. I say, well, when's the last time you read a book? Oh, you have to do that? Well, you already know what you know. Maybe you ought to get a book on marriage and find out something you don't know, and maybe you could have a great, great, better marriage. God's Word says my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Come on, we got to go after this. we we we, we, we got we to change some ways in our life. And, and so let's, let's grow and let's learn and let's be willing to change. Let's be willing to do the things necessary. Uh, to have a great year. So that's why we're doing. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. And then Wednesday night, we're going to have our first Wednesday on the second Wednesday. And I'm going to be ministering the second part of what I'm getting ready to get into today. I can't tell you, um, I believe it's part of the assignment. And you need to be here. Madeira, Fresno, Clovis, you, you need to be here Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, we bring great gifts all from all over the world in here on these first Wednesdays, and you guys come out and pack this thing. I'm going to be really ticked off and mad if, if, if you don't come to hear me. I'm going to fire you. If you're not here, you're fired. Just, just go ahead. I'm going to fire you right now. Listen, Wednesday night is not about some, some, some big-name preacher. It's about God being in the building, and we're going to find... Uh, 
there's, there's going to be something so special that happens Wednesday night. Plus, I got a gift for you I want to give you. Don't miss Wednesday night as we launch ourselves into a brand new year. I'm excited about it. Now, uh, when it comes to, uh, let, let, let me say this, our title is, uh, you know, the, the year we see. Uh, in this series, in this month, we're going to uh, today deal with uh, just, just the year that I believe God is speaking that we, we have an opportunity to experience. Uh, later on in the month, we're going to talk about uh, the church uh, we see, what, what we're trying to establish and what we're trying to achieve. And some of you need to make sure you don't miss any of these weekends in the month of January because we need everybody in the game. Christianity is not about attending church only. We need participation. And we're going to give you something to hook up with this month so you can get involved and together we can win the, the, the Super Bowl. That, that was a problem with the Niners. They just couldn't get it together until the very end. But come on, celebration's going to get it together this year, and we're going to win for Jesus. When it comes to a new year, uh, so many face the year, and, and I'm talking about church-going people. They face the new year with unrealistic expectations that maybe uh, this is my year where there's not going to be any more struggle, there's not going to be any more difficulties, no more challenges. Uh, there's not going to be any more opposition, disappointment, no more pain. I mean, because people think, you know, Christ, Christ followers, after all, we're Christians, right? I mean, we, we get saved and then we, we never have a problem ever again, right? <laughs> Somebody lied to you. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible, that, that, that's actually what I call magic and fantasy. You see, the Bible teaches quite the opposite. It says as long as you're breathing, you're going to be facing life's opposition. Uh, you see, if, if God wants you to have it, the devil's always going to be there fighting to take it away. John 10, 10 tells us that. So, so the next year will not be struggle-free. Success does not come without struggle. There's a struggle to your success. But this is what I've come to tell you today, uh, that God has made something available, and I'm excited about it, that, that, that can get you through whatever you're trying to get through, that, that can cause you to overcome whatever you're trying to overcome. There's something for life's problems, and that's what we're getting ready to talk about. In Psalms 30, verse 5, this is our key text for, for this teaching here. It says, the psalmist says, but his, God's favor is for life. God's favor is for life. Crying may last for a night, but joy comes with the new day. Uh, I don't know if you've ever considered this verse or thought about it much, but what God is saying is that you might start off weeping. And you might start off crying, and you might start, you might start off with grief and sorrow. Some of you might be facing that today, but, but what God is saying is with my favor, there's always a new day. There's always a new day. There's a favor to get you through the pain. There's a favor to get you through the struggle. There's a favor to get you through the disappointments and the challenges of life. There is a favor that will literally bring 
joy into your life. You might be weeping now. You might be crying out, but I'm here to tell you there is a favor for life that can change the game. A favor for life. Think about that. A favor for life. God is saying that there's a favor that you can get that will help you through the challenges of life. How, how many would like that? Come on, you're up against it right now. So just acting like they're not going to happen this year is not the way we start a new year. No, we understand if God's trying to get it to me, this, then Satan's trying to take it away. So I need more than just stupidity. I need more than just magic and fantasy. I need some reality. I need some truth. And God says, I've got some for you. You're crying now. You're weeping now. You're in grief now. You're in pain now. You're in struggle now. But I can give you something called favor that'll bring a new day in your life. Come on. How many of you know you need favor for life? You need favor when you're old. (laughs) You definitely need favor when you're young. You need favor when you're single. Oh, come on, somebody. And you definitely need a lot of favor when you're married. Come on. Can I get a... Listen to all those hand claps. That's, that's the most shouting I've had all day. Hmm? You need favor for those good kids. And you need favor for those rebellious kids. Come on. We need some favor for life. Huh? You need favor when you're well. And you need favor when you're sick. You need favor to run that business. And you need favor to to work that job. You need favor, listen, to get that education. And you need favor if you're playing sports. You need favor. I don't care where you live. You need favor. The east side, the west side, the north side, and the south side. Don't matter what side you're on. Come on, Madeira, you need favor. Fresno, you need favor. Clovis, you're not all that. You need some. Come on, somebody say, I need some favor. Here's the point. I'm just trying to help somebody understand that God has given you favor, favor for life. Now, if there's any one thing that I hear God saying, and, and, and let, me, let me just say this. I have spent a couple months just pondering 2018, seeking God and praying. If there's any one thing that I believe God is saying for this new year, it's that right there. Favor. Favor. I can't get, get away from it. I wake up with it. I think about it. I've done an extensive study throughout scriptures. Favor. This is the year God wants to grow you in favor. I believe God is saying to celebration, we need to expect favor. I believe God is saying we need to recognize favor, that we need to respond to favor. Listen, the favor of God, the favor of God, I've thought about this, and it's absolutely the truth. The Bible says it is. The favor of God is life's greatest possession that you could ever possess. It's life's, it's how you get saved. The favor of God is life's greatest possession. Many people are chasing the money. They're chasing the land, the careers. They're chasing the spouses. But I'm here to tell you that favor is better than all of that. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 1, it says, God's loving favor is better, better than silver and better than gold. God's favor is more valuable than wealth, possessions, fame, fortune, relationships, listen, and friendships. You see, the favor of God, the favor of God, think about it with me. The favor of God can take a nobody and in a moment make them a somebody. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. 
I didn't get where I'm at because I'm smart and good looking. No, it's called the favor of God. It's called the favor. I mean, think about how ugly you are and then look how, how, what a knockout of a wife you have. Huh? Come on. Come on. That's, that's some favor. Just say favor. That's some favor. That's some favor. That's what we need. We need some favor on this year. The favor of God makes things possible, turns situations around, opens doors of opportunity. Now, listen to this because I'm going to establish that I'm just not blowing smoke here. I didn't just because the weeds, are, you know, is legal this year that I'm, I'm smoking. <laughs> I don't want you to think that. I'm telling you, this is Bible-based truth. This is Bible-based truth. L- listen what the Bible says concerning favor. Luke 4, verse 18, this is Jesus talking. Let me just preface it by saying this is immediately after Jesus has spent some time in prayer and fasting. He is beginning his public ministry. He goes into the temple. He goes to church. They hand him the book of Isaiah, the scroll of Isaiah, and he finds a place and he begins to read right here. This actually happened. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind and to preach to the prisoners. You are set free. I have come to share the message Catch this, the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. Now catch this, after he, Jesus, read this, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the minister, sat down, everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what what, what he's about to say in verse 21. Notice what Jesus said, then he said, these scriptures came true today in front of you. For thousands of years, this was just a prophecy. But Jesus shows up on the, on the scene, come, takes on this nasty flesh, begins his public ministry at the age of 30, goes into the temple, goes to church, and he begins to read, and then he reads it, and he sits down, and he says, and, and this is fulfilled today. This, this, this is true today. Well, what's true it's, it's the message of Jubilee. This, this is, it's on right now, Jesus is saying. It, it begins today. It, it's, it's fulfilled today. The message of Jubilee. Well, what is Jubilee? Jubilee was considered the year of God's favor. And that's what Jesus was saying. Jesus is saying it's on right now. Jubilee is on right now. The year of God's favor begins right. This is the time for God's favor. Now, now if you don't understand the Bible, hear, hear me today. You've got to understand this, this, this message of Jubilee. You see, in the Old Testament, God had established that every 50, 50 years, God's people would experience what was called Jubilee. Jubilee was literally when everything that had been lost would come back to them. That, that was, that was, their debts were forgiven. Uh, they were counseled. Uh, their property and, and land was given back. Uh, uh, what was restored was then also protected. It was a time of increase. It was a time of prosperity. In fact, Jubilee, anybody that was in prison at that time, Anybody in prison, they would let them go. They would just set them free. I know, I know you're thinking, well, that's crazy. This has literally happened every 50 years. If you were in debt to a- Amex and, and American Express and, and, and Citibank, whatever you owed on those cards, you didn't owe it anymore. Come on, somebody needs a Jubilee right now. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you've got all this kind of debt and it's, 
It's 49 years in and you just can't wait. You can't wait for New Year's. You can't wait for the ball to drop. You're ready. Bring it on. Because why? Because every debt is going to be canceled and all the land's going to come back to you that you had. And prisoners are going to go free. Now, some of you get nervous about the prisoners, but you got to remember anybody that was in prison at that time was in there because of lightweight, lightweight crimes. Because if you did a serious crime back then, they just got rid of you. Kill somebody, they kill you. Rape somebody, they just kill kill, kill you too. So this, this is people who stole cookies or things like that. They're, they're and they get to be set free. That's what Jubilee was all about. Jubilee meant that families would be restored and relationships would be restored. It really meant that they got a new start, a new beginning. It was a point of hope. Can, can you imagine the expectation that, 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 that these, these people, these Jewish people I had, that, that, that every fifth, boy, you couldn't wait for the 50th year. You mean to tell me my debt's going to be canceled? Lands and properties are coming. Everything that's been lost is coming back to me. Relationships are coming back to me. Every 50 years, can you imagine the, the expectation, the anticipation that, that, that they must have had as those calendars begin to turn? But this is what I want you to, to get today. This is what I want you to hear. is Jesus shows up in the nasty flesh to do his earthly ministry. And the very first thing that he wants to talk about is he wants to talk about Jubilee. And this is what he says. He says, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here and I'm here to change the calendars. No longer is Jubilee every 50 years but I'm here to tell you, that's what he was saying in that church service. I'm here to tell you that this is the year for Jubilee. And not only that, he says, and next year will be the year of Jubilee. And next year will be the year of Jubilee. He says, it's not going to be just one year. It's going to be every year. Every year is a year of the Lord's favor. Well, what is that? See, let, let me read this in other translations. Luke's uh, uh, gospel has it this way. NIV. Jesus said, I've been sent to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jubilee means favor. And, and the, the living voice translation says, he, God, sent me, Jesus, to tell of the time. The time, it's not just one year, it's every year when men can receive favor with the Lord. Jesus is saying, it's Jubilee time, it's it's favor time. It's, it's, it's the time where everything that's been lost is, is going to be restored back to you. Come on, have you lost anything? Can, can, can anybody get excited about a jubilee favor? And, and this is what's crazy. This is what I love is, is that Jesus reads that and he says, listen, guys, because you've got to put yourself in the You've got to be kidding me. It's not just every 50 years. It's every year. And, and Jesus sits down and he says, uh, and, and it starts today. It's on right now. Well, would you do me a favor and help me preach today at all of our campuses? Would you just lean over to your neighbor and say, it's on right now. It's, it's on. Come on. Come on, favor. It's on right now. Restoration. It's on right now. Healing. It's on right now. Come on. That broken relationship. It's on it's, it's, it's on. It's on right now. Come on. 2018 is going to be a favor year. Come on. Let's expect it. Let's anticipate it. Let's get excited about it. It's difficult for people to, to wrap their brain around that. 
church going people, because we really don't understand what God says, what God means when he says favor. So let me break down some definitions for you because favor can be difficult to define. But it, it, it's much easier to see if somebody's walking in it. But, but if you was to take all the, the Hebrew and the Greek words for favor and boil them down together, you'd basically get this simple definition. Here it is, Bible favor. Here's what's available to you right now is, is, this, is, is, a, is a distinguishing advantage of God's goodness. A distinguishing advantage of God's goodness. Let's take it another step further. Favor is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. I like that one. God doing for you. Come on, that's, that's what God said is on right now. God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. It's God's goodness. This is what favor is. Favor is God's goodness displayed on a person in such a way that only God can get the credit. Only God. I mean, you know what that's like, right? You look at somebody that has favor and you know it's favor because you know they're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Right, right, right. You, you, you know them really good and you know their elevator never goes to the top floor, right? Come on, come on. You know they're not that talented. You know they're not that gifted. You know they're not, they're not that smart. You, you, it's obvious they just got favor on their life. Favor is, is the it factor. It's just something special. That God puts on people's life that causes things to work in the struggle. Causes things to work in the opposition. Causes things to work in life. Favor is for life. Um, did you know you can grow in favor? Uh, God's favor, and this is a misconception concerning favor, is that God's favor is not just for a, a sudden event. It, in fact, favor doesn't happen like this. It just doesn't suddenly come on you and you're favored. No, favor grows. Favor is increased. Uh, favor is initially given to you when you're saved. It's called the gift of salvation. But then from that point, favor grows in your life. Favor increases in your life. First and second, Peter, Peter talks about this a lot. He says that God would add, add favor to you. And in another place, he says that God would multiply favor to you. And in another place, he says that you'd be filled. Well, if you could be filled with favor, you could be empty of favor. Um, and the Bible says that Mary, the mother of Jesus, we know when the angel showed up to her, said, you're going you're gonna to give birth to the Messiah. What did the angel tell Mary? You are highly, highly, well, if you can be highly favored, you can be lowly favored. You, you need to get this concept that favors is something that grows in your life. It's something that is increased in your life. It's not just a sudden event where you got it and everything is, is better. No, with, with God, it's always a process. So we increase with favor. We, we grow with favor. In 1 Samuel 2.26, and, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. So isn't it interesting that even Samuel as a young boy had God's favor on his life and it grew. Listen, you need to speak over your children, that your children have the favor of Almighty God. We know this in, in Luke 2.52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. 
So Jesus, the, the, the head of the church, our Savior, when he, he came on and put on a flesh suit and lived among us and was our example, the Bible says that he had to grow in the favor of God. Well, if Jesus had to grow in the favor of God, then, then we're going to have to grow in the favor of God. We're going to have to increase in the favor of God. What's interesting about Samuel and Jesus, the Bible says that they grew in favor, not just with God, but they, in, they grew in favor with man. A lot of people don't think about that, but the truth of the matter is you need favor because you've got a boss. Hello, somebody. And you've got co-workers and you've got, you've got neighbors. As long as you're living life with people, come on, you need some. Some of your biggest irritation is people, but God says, I can put something on you called Jubilee that can change every relationship. Never forget this. Favor comes from God, but it comes through people. Favor comes from God, but it flows through people. If you don't like people, you're, 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 you're hopeless. God's going to use, God will use your enemies to bless you. Favor always comes from God through people. So you need to understand if you're going to receive favor, it's going to come. That's the reason why the Bible says in Luke, give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Shall God, like a dove, pour it out from heaven? No. He says, he said, I'll cause men to give back unto your life. Favor, God uses people to bring favor. And therefore, I need to grow in favor with, with, with God and with the police officer that's going to pull me over today. Hello, somebody. That's been your problem. You need some favor. Come on. You need some favor. Now, now here's what's important to understand. Everybody can enjoy and walk in the favor of God. Everybody. It's available for everybody. That's what Jesus was saying when he started his ministry. He says, hey, I'm changing the calendar. I'm Jubilee. I'm coming to declare that every year, that this year and every year is a year of the favor of God. It's available to everybody. But the reality, don't miss this, the reality is not everybody is experiencing the favor of God. Not everybody is living in the favor of God. That's a, Jesus made it available. Some two, it's already there. It's already 2,000 years ago. He made it available. He said you can have a jubilee every single day, every single year. It's available to you, but the reality is that most people, church-going people, are not experiencing what God made available through Jesus Christ when he died upon that cross and redeemed mankind. People will think, well, if God loves me, well, if God loves me, why doesn't he just give me more and more favor, more and more favor? Because that's what people think. Well, if God loves me, why don't he just heal me? If God loves me, why don't he just prosper me? See, you don't understand. You always have your part to play in it. You see, the answer is this. God's love is unconditional, but his favor requires your participation. God's love He's going to love you when you're good, <laughs> and he's going to love you when you have that nasty attitude. God's love is unconditional. He loves you when you're up. He loves you when you're down. He loves you when you're doing good. He loves you when you're doing bad. Listen, God's love is unconditional, but you need to understand, favor requires our participation. You know, I have three kids, and uh, in fact, I guess that's what my wife told me. They're my kids. So, 
But I have three kids, and they don't, they don't live in our home any longer. They're all, we're empty nesters, have been that way for a few years. It's a wonderful life. For you that have kids, just keep believing it, it'll come. But it's a wonderful life, and my kids are all married and having grandbabies. But uh, when my kids were going, growing up in my house, as, as I do right now, I, I love all of them. My love is unconditional. Uh, but although my love was unconditional, it didn't mean that they always were experiencing my favor. I love them 24-7, but that does not mean that they were experiencing the favor of their dad. Uh, one, of my, one of my sons, I won't mention his name, but Andrew, my youngest son, <laughs> the kid just despised cleaning his room. For some reason, he hated to clean his room. He hated to pick up his clothes, and, and it was just nasty. It just got nasty. And he didn't, he didn't believe in, in making his bed, and we had a rule. You know, you clean your, rule, your, your, clean your room, you make your bed. But he figured, why make your bed? I'm just going to get in it tonight. So he has a totally different mindset. And I loved Andrew, and I still love Andrew. But there were moments in, 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 in him growing up, I would go into his room. And he wasn't getting my favor. He was getting something else. I'm telling you, I would open his closet up and there the clothes, the dirty clothes would just be flowing out. At that moment, he was not getting my favor. He was getting something that this new generation needs to find out about. (laughs) Woo! Oh, come on, somebody. My love was unconditional. But that didn't mean my kids were always experiencing my favor. Here's another way to look at it. You don't achieve God's favor. You receive God's favor. You don't achieve. You don't earn it. But you do receive God's favor. Uh, God's favor has already been made available. Jesus has made that clear. But there are things that you can do that positions you to receive the favor. And band, you can begin to work your way up. Uh, hear that today, because that's so key. I don't know how much further we're going to be able to go. I mean, I've got, I've got some stuff for you. But this is foundation. But you've got to understand, you will never experience what Jesus said is available if you don't participate or you don't position yourself for that favor. Yes, God loves you. God loves you unconditionally when you're a brat or when you're good. But his favor flows in your life when you position yourself for what's been made available. You know, a couple of years ago, my dad had a stroke. And it's been just a real, uh, it's just been a tough time in our family's life. Just watching a man that was so strong and so healthy just basically lose, lose everything. And uh, my dad pretty much spends most of his time in bed. He's just... The stroke took away his strength. He has no desire to get up. We can't force him, can't make him. He's just, and so he just, most of the time when I go over to visit him, I go to his bedroom and I sit down and, and visit with my dad. It's just the way, the way it is. Now, uh, I said, we'll say, dad, dad, why are you in bed? He says, it, it feels good. It just, it just feels good. Now, now, I'm okay with that because my dad spent most of his life never sleeping. So if he needs to catch up on sleep, he's doing it right now. But what's interesting is my mom, one of the greatest moms in all of the world, every morning will fix him breakfast. 
Might be a might be a breakfast sandwich or whatever it is. It's 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 a, it's 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 a breakfast. I mean, I mean, he's doing good. I mean, his his wife is still cooking. I mean, I mean, that's another thing this generation needs to. Oh. And so what happens? She'll fix his fix his breakfast and um, and then she'll set it on the table and she'll say, Harold, come get your breakfast. And you know what Harold will do? Harold will say, bring it to me in bed. I'm going to stay in bed, and you're going to bring that breakfast, and I'm going to eat it right here in bed. You don't know my mom. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, she'll go, Harold, you're not eating breakfast in bed. If you want your breakfast, you'll get your butt out of bed, and you'll come to the table where I placed it. I think that's where a lot of the church is. God, we want your favor, but we want to stay in bed. We want to do it our way. We want to just sleep and relax and enjoy ourselves, but we want God's favor. We want God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves, but we won't get out of bed and do what God says to do to position ourselves to enjoy what has been made available. If I had time and I don't have time, (laughs) oh, but you don't want to miss Wednesday. Man, I'm telling you, don't miss Wednesday. God's going to pour out favor. Madeira, don't miss Wednesday. Fresno, don't miss Wednesday. God's going to pour out favor on this church like we've never seen it before. This is what you need for life. There's two things. If I had time, I'd teach you. There's two things immediately the Bible's very clear about that you can do to position yourself for favor. It's, 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 it's the getting out of bed and going to the table. Number one, prayer. Number one, prayer. That's exactly why we started three days of prayer. We're asking you to seek God. We're asking you to pray. Turn off social media and spend the time you would spend checking everybody else's account out. Spend that time talking to God. They can't fix your problems, but God can fix your problems. Well, I don't know what prayer is. It's just talking to God. Just tell God about your life. Say, say, God, I, I need you to get involved in my life. God, I don't want to do another year without you. God, I need you. If you just say that over and over, that's prayer. I could show you so many verses, so many verses where, where, where people, where people receive favor because they just simply ask God for it. Great example of that is Jabez. Jabez, his name means pain. His mom called him pain. He was labeled pain. And Jabez gets tired of living this life of pain and gets tired of living life with being labeled. Some of you have got to get tired of being labeled. You're a misfit. You're, you're no good for nothing. You're poor. You're, you're, you're defeated. You're never going to amount. Listen, those are labels that people want to put up on you. And Jabez, you know what he did with this label? He said, I'm done. He said, I'm going to pray. And the Bible says he prayed a prayer, and he, it's a four-part prayer. He says, God, oh, that you would bless my life. Cause me to be successful. Number two, he said, God, that you would enlarge my territory. God, everything that I do, everywhere that I go, that I would just be increased and it just gets bigger and bigger and better and better and brighter and brighter. And then the third thing he prayed is, oh, God, 
that your hand would be upon me, that your presence would be with me. God, I can't do this life without your, your power and without your presence. The fourth thing he prayed is probably a good thing you, you need to pray. Say, God, keep me from the evil one. God, keep me from the evil one. You know what? He prayed four things that kind of seem like they're self-serving, but he prayed them. And you know what God said? Jabez, I grant you every prayer that you prayed. That day he got favor and it changed his life. If, if you want favor, if you want favor, come on, Clovis, Madeira, Fresno. You need to pray. The second thing you need to do is you need to pray and fast. That's not the same thing as prayer. That's adding the component of fasting. You already know what fasting is. I'm hungry. Yeah, you're supposed to be hungry. Now take that hunger and say, God, I got to have you more than this Big Mac. I got to have you more than this Krispy Kreme. I got to have you more than the, I don't know what your, your food of choice is, but I got to have you more, whatever that is. You say, God, for the next three days, or God, for this meal, or, or, or for these hours, God, I, I'm going to take that hunger and I'm going to go Godward on it. And you'd be shocked out of your mind the things that happen when God's people would pray. I close with this thought. There was a woman in the Bible by the name of Esther. Oh. The Jewish nation was getting ready to be completely wiped off the first face of the earth. That was her people. She just so happened to be the, the wife to the king. She was the queen. And, 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 and so what she did is she said, I'm going to go into the throne room of the king and I'm going to ask him for favor. Now, now, in those days, <laughs> you, you just didn't, you didn't go before the king without being invited. It was considered disrespect. And in fact, the last queen that did that, she, he, she went in there, and, and most scholars believe she was actually killed. So the last queen that's already done this has already been killed, done away with. And in fact, all the sorry men of their city, they, they thought all their wives were going to do the same thing, so they just passed a law that any wife... Any woman that comes in to the, this, sorry, this stuff's in your Bible. It's all in your Bible right there. It's the funniest stuff you've ever read. They said, any, any wife that disrespects, we'll just get rid of them. Just throw them away. <laughs> That's funny. It's in the Bible. And so the point of the matter is, is I'm trying to communicate. She's scared spitless. She says, if I go into, before the king I'm probably going to lose my life, but, but I, can't, I can't stand to see a nation wiped off the face of the earth. She says, so here's what I'm going to do. She told Mordecai, go tell the, the Jewish people, hundreds of thousands of people, a whole nation. She says, let's pray and fast for three days. For three days. And then on that third day, I'm going to go before the king, and I'm going to ask him for favor. You know what happened? They fasted for three days. They got so serious, they didn't even drink water and eat no food because they were desperate for God to do something in their life. You know what happens? She comes into the, the, the chambers of where the king is. She, it, was, it was an instant death. She walks in there, and God puts so much favor on, 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 on Esther that the king lost his mind. He says, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, I don't know if it was favor or Victoria's Secret, but something was going on. 
probably a little bit above. But, but the king lost his mind. You know what he did? He says, whatever you want, I'm going to give to you. And a nation was saved because of a people that decided to pray and fast. Come on, somebody. Stand to your feet. Clovis, Madeira, Fresno. Let me give you a few thoughts here as we close. Jesus looked at his disciples who could not heal a, a young boy. And they were confused because they... They laid hands on the boy, and the father brings the child to Jesus. Jesus heals the boy. Now they're confused. And so in their private time, they ask Jesus, why couldn't, we, why couldn't we heal that boy? Why didn't it work for us? And Jesus looks at the disciples, and he says, if you want life to work, you need to pray and fast. If you want this kind of supernatural power in your life, if you want this kind of favor, you're, you need to pray and fast. I just have a question for somebody here today at all of our campuses. Is life not working for you? Are you tired? You tired of the struggle? You tired of the pain? Are you just going to repeat the same old thing and have the same old thing? Or can we start this year? and participate in the jubilee that Jesus has made available by prayer and fasting. Come on, it's ours. It's favor time. It's available right now. It's on. It's on. It's on. So what Jesus said. He said, it's on. It's favor time. It's on right now. It's available to you. And I'm just asking somebody, Madeira, Fresno, please hear this pastor here in Clovis. It's time for you to get out of bed and go to the table where your favor is. It's going to change your year forever. Would you close your eyes, bow your heads? I'm going to pray for you. We're going to transition. Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I believe in what I preached you, to you today. I believe this is potentially the greatest year in the history of your life. It's favor time. It's on right now. God has given you a favor for life. Celebration at all of our campuses. Don't miss Wednesday night. We're going to come, and we're going to go before the king. And the king's going to pour out some favor on our lives like never before. Father, our eyes are upon you. Our hearts are engaged. God, so many things we could be hungry for. So many things we're interested in. God, there's never a good time to fast. I mean, God, there's a football game on tomorrow. And God, there's a birthday party. And there's a, this occasion. God, God, there's never a good time to fast. But it don't matter, God, because I'm so hungry for life to be different. God, I'll take that, I'll take that, that hamburger, I'll take that, that steak, I'll take that, that desired food, and I'll take that hunger, and I'll take it to you. And God, we ask for favor in the lives of your people. We ask for favor in our homes, in our relationships, in our community, in our city. God, we ask for favor in our church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. 
This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.